What do you do for a living? I'm an entrepreneur building a business. Um, so starting from scratch. And what? Finance. Okay. Uh, so how are you going to find balance in life? That's what I'm looking to create. Um, still trying to figure that out. I've never had any a male figure be direct with me of what I'm doing wrong. So I honestly feel like I've just been kind of like in the trying to figure it all out. And so that's why I wanted to jump on because I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. Doing what the outcome do you want? I do want to get married and having children is priority for me as well. How many children do you want? Two children, two or three. In what state do you live in? I live in California, Los Angeles. Why do you want to get married? I've always had the desire. I do realize when I was younger, it was coming from, when I look back, because I've done personal development, it was coming from an abandonment wound. I've taken time to like heal that piece. And now I realize that I do want to build something with somebody that I can have a soulmate connection and also be a power couple with. And, and change the trajectory of my family because we don't come from um, marriage. I want to show that as an example for my kids. How long have you watched my programs or anything like that? Off and on, not too much. Um, well, what do you think I'm going to What do you think I'm about to say right now? I want you to give it to me difficult, like hard, because well, I'm I- not difficult, I'm just saying this. The myth of the power couple is something that was marketed to black women. What is a power couple? That means we're partners? No. Um, are you asking me, sorry, or is that a- That's a power couple. That means we're partners. You have two or three children, which one? Two. Do you want your kids to be able to go to college if they want to? Yes. Do you want to travel nationally and internationally with your children? Both. Uh, do, do you want to have to work to pay significant bills after you're pregnant and married with your first child? Yes, like... You, you want to have to work to pay significant bills when you're pregnant. Oh, significant bills? No. Significant, yeah. I, like I would you like to pay significant bills right now. Okay. So what percentage what what uh percentage of the family financial load do you want to have to be responsible for for an entire lifetime? I would say thirty to forty percent. Okay, thirty to forty percent means if you stop working for any reason, you stop bringing in income for any reason, the family is at serious risk. Serious risk. Meaning you will not be able to stop working for under any circumstances. Is that what you're saying? That's a good question. Um, no, ideally, no. Because not working while you're pregnant doesn't line up with 30 to 40%. So what percentage of the overall family financial load do you want to have to be responsible for? This is not negotiable. It has to be done. No, I appreciate um, I would say 10%, honestly. Okay, 10%. Um, how much would a man need to make in LA to afford a two children, a wife and himself to live an, an upper class life? I would definitely say 500,000 or more. Give me a, give me a, don't give me a more, just give me a, a number. 650, 650,000. All right. <clears throat> Do you care if he's black or not? No, I'm open. Okay. You're 36? 
Yes. Have you had a serious relationship with a non-black man? Yes, I have. Uh, how long did it last? It lasted a year, year and a half. How tall are you? I'm 5'5". Five, five. Dress size? Four. Okay. And uh, your last serious relationship was how long ago? My last serious relationship was six years ago. Okay. And the last time you've been intimate? The last 12 uh, months? Eight months ago. All right. So, ma'am, what percentage of men earn $650,000 or more? Well, from the conversation I heard you speak about earlier, um, it sounded like it was less than 10%. 10% of men earn $100,000. Okay. 3% of men make a quarter of $300,000 or $250,000 or $500,000. 3% of men make Okay, 10%, 100,000. Top 5%, around quarter of a million. 300,000, you start dropping around 3%. You get over 500,000, you're talking about 1%. And you're talking more than that. So you're talking about a fraction of a percent. So if he can meet, so if a man, he can meet that, and how tall, you said, how tall, five what? Say that again. How tall are you again? You said you're five what? I'm five 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 eight with heels. Okay. So how tall does he need to be? Um, anywhere like five eight and taller. I'm flexible. Okay. Uh, if this man can meet your socioeconomic standard, which is rather on the higher side, it's fair to say he can meet most women's. Why would a man choose you over thousands of other women? That's the question. That's a great question. And I still feel like I'm figure out how to market myself. I do feel like I've been a firm believer in personal development. Um, I think a lot of us don't come from backgrounds where we were provided with stuff. So I'm constantly seeking this knowledge. That's why I'm on here. But, but, but what would you have, but you have to give me something though. You know yourself better than I do. So don't tell me yeah. I don't I would say one thing that is my strength is I'm a very social person. So when I think of somebody who is in that um, income bracket, I feel like I would their business because of the social like relationships that I have. I'm, mm -hmm. I would be that connector. I'm really known for being a good like networker. So I think I'd be yeah. add value. Do you know any men that earn that kind of money? Not personally, no. Mm -hmm. um, do you know any men who earn over $400,000 a year? Not no. into, yes, I do. You do or don't? I do. Are they married? No, they're single. Uh, what do you think a man who makes that kind of income, what are some of the things they would want from a woman? I definitely feel they want a baddie, for sure. A what? A baddie, like they want somebody who is like mm -hmm. a 10 and 10, 10, for sure. Um, somebody who's well-kept, well-put, dresses well, speaks well, um, articulate, great conversation and be in a crowd with anybody and be able to be put together. You just described a man. I described a man? Mm -hmm. You're describing the prototypical Tyler Perry sex in the city, uh, metro female fantasy. Men at that level tend to be very traditional. They, they're housewives were raised to be housewives. They're not socialites, they're not networking. They don't need you to network. They're already, the, net, the ends are meeting like a motherfucker with me. 
So you ladies have been told, go out and get your PhD. I'm a PhD. And then you go out here and you can network and help them build a business. You don't need you for that. Would your kids be in private school or public school? I would like them to be homeschooled. All right. Would you have a housekeeper? Yes. Would you have somebody to help prepare food, the meals? I like to cook. I love language, one of my love languages. Cooking? Cooking is not love language. I, it but, feels- uh, But I'm asking, would you have would somebody would help you with the household chores, but they wouldn't cook? Yes. They, yes, they would or no, they wouldn't. I like to cook. I personally like to cook. Yes, they would or no, they wouldn't? No, they would not. Uh, would you have a nanny? Yes. So you want a housekeeper and a nanny. So effectively, you're going to incubate a baby. Yes. So basically, what a man at that at that level effectively gets your DNA. As another woman in the house to help tend the house, another woman to help raise the children, he gets your DNA. What kind of professions would a man need to have legally to make $650,000 or more legally? He would have to be in finance, attorney, anesthesiologist. Finance doing what? Finance doing what? Um, I would suppose he'd have to be like a financial advisor. For whom? For um, athletes or the 1% wealthy managing funds for them. Okay. And you said an attorney? An attorney. What, kind of, what kind of attorney? Um, entertainment attorney, um, corporate law. Okay. What um, else? What are the other type? Um, they would have to be in finance, I would say, like, you know, stocks, things of that sort, like Wall Street. Those are the ones that come to my mind right now. Well, man, if you want this high, you want this high post man, I think you should be able to know at least what he does. See, this is what I'm showing. You ladies, ladies like yourself, you want this luxury lifestyle, and you can't even give me five professions to, that you would look into. Okay, well, let's go on the other side. Um, and a, an average or an above average man. Average man makes 40,500. Would you date an average man? Seriously. I have. No, no, no. May no. I, can I? Would you marry an average man? Yes. That means you'd have to work and bring home substantial money. Because yes. your lifestyle and his lifestyle are different. You'd be the breadwinner. You would do that. That's why I, I feel toggled between the two. And that's why I work my business right now because I tried dating guys that were, um, I guess you would say the average blue the collar. Answer, the answer is no or yes. Can you ask the question one more time? I'm sorry. Would you decrease your lifestyle and your standard of living to marry an average man? No, I would not decrease my lifestyle. All right, so this is the problem. You, women in your age, too old, your standards are too high, your standard of living is too high, and you've outpaced the market. You don't know what the men do. You know, yes, attorneys, but even you talk about specialized attorneys. You're talking about people in the uh, service class, and they're servicing the elite. That's a very, very small group. The group they service is small, and the group that the group that services them even smaller. 
And what they don't go looking for is a partner. And they don't just go looking for DNA. They tend to go looking for women who are housewives, who are going to provide them a quality of life. You are effectively a luxury womb in another bill. No shade, because homeschool, but you want a nanny, you want a housekeeper. So your job description is gonna be, I have sex with my husband and I produce his children. And then after the second child is produced, then what? What is your job after the second child is produced? Someone is in a house taking care of it. Somebody is in a house raising it. What do you do? Because you don't want to pay more than 10%. Can I share some? Yeah, but I, I'm, hello, go ahead. So um, when I tried dating guys that were like the last gentleman that I was dating, he was a truck driver. And what was coming up was he was expressing that just the way I dress and put myself together, he was intimidated by the way I put myself together. And although I was okay with meeting him where he was at, it became a problem. And so through that journey and kind of looking back at it, I felt like I had to level up my standards because I felt like I kept coming against a wall when I am trying to date somebody for just truly getting to know them. Well, the problem isn't the truck driver. The problem is why do you, the problem is why and when you were 22 years old weren't you looking to be married i was looking to get married okay you've been engaged yes i have who called up the engagement i did why um it was emotionally abusive so you're not had you've not dealt with any suitable men in your life that were marriage-minded I did not know how to look for that at the time, no. But the answer is you had, they just didn't know. Yes. So you weren't really looking because if you weren't available to receive it. So do you make room for the possibility of the fact that this is what tends to happen with women. You're hypergamous. You want a man to have at least what you have. What happens the longer you work in your profession? You make more money. The older one gets, the more you, the more you've experienced. You want a man that's way up here, but your sexual marketplace value is down here relative to this. And if this man is up here, just like you would have to settle, he'd have to settle. Is it fair to ask him to settle? No. And he's not going to. And if you don't actually get somebody, and what happens? Do you earn over six figures? No, I don't. Have Not you ever right now. Over six figures? Excuse me? Have you ever earned over six figures? Yes, I did. For how long? Uh, three years. In LA? Yes. Over 200,000? Not over 200,000, no. Over 150? Less than 150. So, due respect, you were making about 125. So that's that was like making $63,000 in Atlanta. So ma'am, the way you kind of come across your image is like you're making a quarter of a million dollars in Dallas or Houston. You're, you're an above average earning woman. Okay. But you have, but you want a man who's making multiples more. What does your father do for a living? My dad is unfortunately, um, 
What did, he, what did he do for a living? He, he was an x-ray tech and uh, um, owned like real estate. What did your mother do for a living? He was an RN. Okay, so your, 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 your mother and father were middle class? Yes. Why in the hell are you looking for a rich man? Because the guys, like I said, that I was meeting- No, 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 no ma'am, no ma'am. No, ma you were middle class. Your degree is in what? It was in sociology. Sociology, one of those useless degrees. Yeah. So what I'm getting from you is a woman who has this, I have this look, this air, and that's cool. But you're not an elite. You're 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 middle class, you were from a middle class family, and you're out of your league. And you know, I'm not I'm trying to be as political as I can, but Oftentimes, our women, they get these degrees and they start to think you're, you're up here. And your mom was an RN and your dad was an x-ray tech. That means you get somewhere between RN and x-ray tech. You got a degree in sociology. You're not making what you made before. You're in finance now. I don't know what that means. Primerica? What, what is that? Yeah, um, network marketing. Yeah. Primerica. I know. And how do I know these things, people? Because I, I, I don't just talk. I understand. But your standard is extremely high. And uh, I, I'm gonna say this in the nicest way I can, but you almost come up across as like you're like a imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. So when you say you dated a truck driver and you dressed a certain way and you felt intimidated, but the truck driver was probably earning, was he earning what you were making? He would always complain about money. So he presented it like he wasn't. What kind of truck driver? Um, at the port in Sam, in like. Okay. But see, and see, the thing is, the men are talking about up there, they're also going to look at your pedigree. They're going to look at where you come from. They're going to look at your school. They're going to look at your parents. They're going to look at who you dated. They're going to be like, uh, no, because they're going to bring you around their partners in a law firm. They're gonna... And unfortunately, all that in 36, and then you really don't want to work, you want to be taken care of. You, you, you're too old for that. You worked all this time. Do you have student loan debt? No, I don't. Well, you worked all this time. Why do you get to retire now? Because you have two kids? Absolutely not. That doesn't even sound like close to a fair deal. So what would you say, like, for me, who mm -hmm. would be, like, the that I should be looking for? Well, that matters. well, socioeconomically, you'd be you'd be good to have somebody who's like an accountant, somebody who's like in tech, uh, software engineer, systems engineer. Somebody's making eighty, anywhere from sixty to eighty-five. But my concern is, and maybe this is maybe this is because you're a little nervous or whatever, and everybody responds differently. But you you don't come across like you said the way you dealt with that truck driver. If I asked the truck driver, dating you was blank. How do you think he would say he experienced you? I couldn't answer that. Do you like the finer things in life? I do. I don't like saying no to myself for opportunities and experiences. Okay, but where did you get this? Okay, 
can you afford these things? I I not find you, a way, I find a way to that means no. If you find a way to pay for them, that means no, you cannot afford them. Okay. Afford means you can afford to pay for them three times over in cash after all your obligations are met. Can you afford these things? No. Then it's almost like you're kind of living a pretentious lifestyle. So you're putting yourself in environments and places around, that's why I said the imposter thing. So, and I don't want to get too much into that because I don't know you and I don't want to imply, but I'm telling you what I feel, what I'm getting from you. Um, that men that are on your level, uh, did you feel like you were settling for the trucker? No, my heart how, was in. You said that, and then how long ago was that guy? How long ago? Uh, that was six months ago. Six months ago. Um, I'm sorry, eight months. But you said your longest, your longest relationship was six years ago. How long did that last? That was for a year. Mm. What's the longest relationship you've ever had? A year and a half. Okay. Sounds like you've had some counseling or some therapy. Yeah, I've had to. Okay. So are you openly affectionate? Yes, I am. Are you, are you, do you express your affection in words? Yes, I'm very articulate with emotional intelligence. So of all your, but, okay, of your relationships, how many of them a man has left you? One. How were you when that relationship happened? I was not any of the that right now at all. Huh? I was in my, I was, I was not anything that I told you right now. I was in my trauma at that time. So I was not showing my best. At but all. how old, I said, just I said how old, how old. Oh, how how old? I was, so this was, I was 28. Okay. Um, and how many relationships have you had? I've had four. So three out of the four you left. Yes. Okay. Well, ma'am, um, I, I would say that, you know, um, if you've already done the work, the therapy, but there's, there's still something amiss. And I know what I'm feeling right now, um, and I don't want to get into it right now, but there's something that's still askew. And what I'm getting is a little bit like, you have this picture in your mind of what a relationship should be. And it'll never be that. It's like, you know, can you become self-aware enough to recognize this is what I am? I'm not up here. I'm, you know, I, I'm an, I'm a, if I adjusted from income, I'm an average earner. I mean, you're Primerica right now. And I got no shade towards Primerica, but it's not like anybody becomes a vice president. People who go to Primerica are generally looking for a way out of corporate America. How long have you been doing it? Two years. And well, what, with, what level like, are you? In network marketing, two years. With this company, it's been and what level are you at? Regional vice president. Okay. Are you doing financial products? Yes. Okay. Um, so let's see. Well, I don't get wife. I'm gonna tell you right now. When you said power couple, um, the kind of man who's making the kind of money 
they don't want to be partners and power couples. They want cooperative wives who are trying to live this yuppie thing. Um, possibly an executive wife, which is, that's as close as thing to a quote unquote power couple, but I don't know how you would be in a relationship. Um, have you interviewed your exes? I would like to, I honest to God. But? I'm not sure if they would be open to that. I think I mean, it's a bit more. This, I mean, are they married? One is. Okay, just asking, hey, send an email. What was I like to be with? Because they'll, they can tell you. Uh, because it's not really, it, I, there's a phenomenon that I've seen in the last several years. I call it pretty professional problems. You're talking about pretty, you talk about six, adjustable six, eight, nine. So cute, pretty, beautiful, professional women who are, who want relationships, but they can't maintain them. I went to Houston to talk about this issue, Chicago, and then in New York, and in LA. That's, that's like your hot, that's where y'all live. LA, Chicago, Houston, New York City. Um, emotionally unavailable. They, I mean, you look, people, they look nice. They speak well. They make a good presentation. They'll network. I mean, you put you in a dress at, at, at the steakhouse, and but, but then away from that, it's just something's amiss. Um, and what I've noticed is many, you know, many women like that are afraid to fail. So you sabotage stuff. You want it to always look good. So are you going to, so, you know, I'm not saying you, but like women who don't like to go out of the house unless every hair is right. It has to yeah. always look good. Um, so it's not a matter of femininity training or wife training. It would really just start to, I would say, Actually, I'm going to be tackling this this year because so many of our black women are in this category. Frankly, so many, that's why I'm talking about self-awareness. So many of our black women are in this category. Beauty, brains, business, and bonds. With the inability to make bonds, you just have a bunch of women stranded. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. Um, are you, you're not still in therapy though, right? I am. I feel like it's just a lifestyle at this point. Okay. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. Um, I, I, I think it's a good idea to switch there. And also, uh, are, do you do any charitable work? No, I don't. Okay. Um, giving up yourself is a good, is always good. I mean, American Heart Association, find, find the cause. Um, and also it puts you in proximity with certain types of men because I'm not getting the fact that it's 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 beyond repair, but um, I just can't fix it. I can't address it right now. I will say that uh, are you active in your your neighborhood? I'm active. Just, I host a lot of networking events, so that's how I'm active. I mean, are you active not toward the end of gaining business? I mean, 
Do you know who your city councilman is? Are you part of the chamber? Do you do you go to church? Charitable organizations? Are you are you are you moving around, or is it always is always is always a goal to try to make a to to to, to get a sit down? The latter. See, many, that network marketing thing. A lot of people don't like that stuff. You know, nobody. Hey, you want to come over and? Uh, I mean, Primerica was what woke me up out of the fog of corporate America. So I got nothing but good things to say about it. But long term, not for me, it wasn't anyway. Because once you burn your warm network, um, yeah. And and at 36, you have, have you been to the OBGYN to to find out your, your, so you only got, you only got, you only got, you only got a short window. So it's time, to start, it's time to start actually putting the resources toward it to start making a deal. You need to find out your deal breakers. I'm going to be honest, that luxury lifestyle you're talking about, because at the end of the day, that's only a good deal. I mean, just the DNA, you're going to do some work. Question. Just reconsider. Just reconsider. I got to go ahead and wrap this up. Go ahead. Um, so I climbed in my company and now I'm hitting multiple six figures. How does that change? Because I know you said there's imposter syndrome, but there's also a piece that you want to exude what you want to create in your life as well. So what do you, the question again is what? Let's say I, I get into the six figures with my company, because um, I'm saying that, or you're feeling imposter syndrome when it comes to me, then it's like, it kind of. If you if, if you get into six figures or primary. Yes. Then the question is then what? Then how does that change? Because I know you were saying like there's imposter syndrome. Are you feeling imposter syndrome with me when it comes to how I'm showing up or how I dress and things I like? Well, but it's but but that's that's the difference. Then the money will catch up to where you're already. This this whole manifest thing, fake it till you make it. But you know, and I know the re, the, the chances of that happening are remote. I mean, how many? I mean, you know the numbers of who gets there, right? I mean, so what What percentage, what's the probability of that happening in the next five years? I don't have that answer. I don't have that answer. What do you think? I mean, I would think 5% if that, maybe less, 3%. So then why even that? So if, if you got a 5 to 3% chance of something happening in the next five years, why is it even a question? Because I believe I see the work that I put in, so I see, believe that. And that's the imposter syndrome. <laughs> um, that's the imposter part of it. You still focused on the fantasy. This this image facade you built for yourself, and you and I just made you quantify. There's a three to five percent chance that this might happen in the next five years, which means there's a ninety-seven to ninety-five percent chance that it won't. But you'd rather say all the work I put in to work for what? You know who does this? Degenerate gamblers in Vegas. It's called sunken cost fallacy. You've sunk so much cost into this facade. I'm on a blackjack table. I'm running the roulette table. Oh man, I've lost, I made 500, I made 1,000, I made 15,000. I'm like, woohoo. Oh, I lost 500, but I'm still up. I lost 1,000, but I'm still up. I won again. All right, we're back. All right. Then what? What happens the longer you gamble? What happens? More money you 
Who wins the longer you gamble? The companies. No, no, no. The house. The lights in Las Vegas are on for a reason. Yeah. This is not this is not a, this is not a trick question. The longer you gamble, you will you'll give back everything you won plus empty your savings and everything else. But you know what keeps you going? The herd mentality and the sunken cost fallacy. What if I snap my fingers today? What if what if this happened? And whatever God you believe in sends you an archangel down and says, here, I am the God of your understanding. And he confirms to you that he is God. He shows you your childhood memories beyond a shadow of a doubt. He know, you know it's coming from God, okay? Irrefutable, are we there? And he says, not gonna happen. You're not gonna get there. This is it. You're gonna be a mill earner right here. You're gonna be comfortable. Never gonna happen. It's not what I have for your destiny. Then the angel goes, it goes back up to heaven. You gonna still live your life on the possibility it could happen? No. That's what keeps you going, the gamble. But what you do have to look at over the last 36 years and words of God here, here. We're on the same page? We're 100% on the same page. Because money doesn't make you happy. What was there was a story of a woman who was, you know, in New York, uh, Miss USA or something. You know what I'm talking about? The one that just passed away? Passed away? You mean walked off the top of her building? I... That's not passing away. She committed suicide. Yeah, it's not passing away. You say death. Yeah. <clears throat> Beautiful black woman right there. Lawyer. Successful. Now, right now. Uh-huh. She had it all. Money, fame, beauty. People is what life is about. Relationship. You can work a room, but can you can network for a sale. Can you build a life? Can you build your own network? That's the most important networking skill. I'm listening, yeah. I'm asking, is it, do you not think so? This is giving me a lot to think about. I, I'm, 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 I'm asking, no, I'm, I mean. I agree how with many, you. How many, see, how many millionaires and billionaires, how many people do you see up in director, uh, director, vice president, or executive management who are single? Direct, not a lot. The, the, no. no, because the first thing you manage is your home. That's the first team. And so many of our women have this professional polished thing, but it's like 
there's just no emotion. It's like the light's not on, like there's no passion or you're an affectionate person. You said, I have high emotional intelligence, but I'm reading just no affect, no feelings. When was the last time you actually shed a tear? Two days ago. Okay. Was, has anyone ever broken your heart? Tremendously, yeah. How old were you? Uh, the one from eight months ago. How long were you guys together? We were together for eight months. Okay. I'm not trying to go. My point is, stop defining your success by your bank account and these bullshit ass titles. That's why so many black women are dying alone. That shit was pushed to our community. It was pushed to every community, but I wouldn't have bought into it more than anything else. Living single, girlfriends, and now you got a bunch of 45-year-old women telling you, go now, focus on yourself, don't worry about such and so forth. 55, 45 to 70, 45 to 60, and like, <laughs> they at least had some money from Hollywood, you're an accountant. So I'm gonna ask you to move like you don't have this potential to make this money, because it's not really a potential. How would you move if you were a school teacher? How would I move if I was a school teacher? How would you how would you move throughout the world if you were a school teacher? If you were a third grade teacher, how would you move in the world? How would you operate? Would you have this lust? Would you this lust for the finer things and don't deny yourself? No, I, I feel like I would be content with well then become a third grade goddamn school teacher and get content. Cause that's closer to your reality. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm ultimately saying. And the more you can get out of this delusion that you, or, or an illusion or this world you created for yourself, or titles and this and that potential and get down to, I got a sociology degree and adjusting, I'm making about six or some odd thousand dollars, you know, I'm cute. But so what, that's not, you know, it's not extraordinary, it's better than some, not as good as others, right around, right around the middle. Right in here somewhere. But what is it getting me? What do I have in life? Do I have any long term? Because you, unless you, you know, you haven't been, you haven't had any illnesses or any challenges like that. You're fortunate. We take all this shit for granted. Like that's why I showed you that woman who had more than you. Start living life on purpose. All right. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.